You're listening to the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about finding adventure every day and making life more interesting. From Bangkok, Thailand, I'm Michael DeRosiers, joined as always by my co-host... James Barrett from Boulder, Colorado. We're back, baby, and I think that we're going to be back till the end of the year. We are back. And we are back in a fairly regular way, I think. Yeah, we're, we're, we got our motivation back, we got our... Our mojo back, as Austin Powers would say. <laughs> yeah. The great, the great... Um, philosopher. Philosopher Austin Powers. <laughs> Let me crack open my beverage. Oh, man, what are you drinking? True Brewing Company. It's called Solid Hex. It's a mixed culture sour ale with watermelon. Smells pretty good. That's good. It is sour. Nice. Well, I wish I could try it. I've just got a can of coffee. Black coffee. Well, James, how are you doing this week? Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, fall. Winter's right around the corner. I do love winter. I work at a ski resort, so I would assume that I love winter. Yeah, if you don't, it's a miserable place to be. <laughs> um, yesterday was the first really wintry day we had. Snowing and blowing and wind chill of four degrees right well it's it's getting into winter here which is a little bit different than there of course but i was at ikea the other day and it was really weird i didn't expect it. i was really hit with the christmas spirit because they had all their decorations up and all their like living rooms look really cozy you know and then they had their christmas menu at the ikea restaurant and they were serving like this mold swedish malt drink and it tasted really christmasy and you know what 
I'm just going to go with it this year. I usually have a rule that I don't get oh, yeah. for Black Friday, but I'm just going for it this year. We all need a little bit of extra cheer. I've already got my tiny tree up. I love that tiny tree. I've got my Christmas music playing. I'm just going to go for it because I feel like it's been a weird year. In a lot of ways, it's been a very good year. In a lot of ways, it's been a very strange year. And it's been it's been a weirdly good, bad, weird. Yeah. Is 2021 better than 2020? That's the thing. I don't know. Hard to say. It's sort of about the same, honestly. Like personally, I've had some really good things happen in my life this year. I've also had some really stressful things happen in my life, and it's been odd. So I'm just going to go with the Christmas spirit. I'm, I'm embracing it. And you know what? If I have my tree up for a full quarter of the year from November until the end of January, then so be it. That's great. I'm sort of the same way. Like I saw the Christmas stuff in the in Walmart the other day, and I was like, that's nice. I like it. It usually annoys me to see it this early. This year, it just mm-hmm. didn't. It just didn't. I think I agree with you with the, you know, sort of everybody needs a little bit of something. Yeah. It's still a very stressful, strange time. And I think we're actually going to go get a real tree this year. Are you? Nice. We'll be home for Christmas, but only for a few days. Same with Thanksgiving. So we're going to decorate. Well, James, did you do anything new or adventurous this week? I got to ride a snowmobile. That was fun. That's fun. I've never ridden a snowmobile. Me neither. I didn't drive it, but I rode on it. And that was a lot of fun. So that was a lot of fun. So that's really the newest thing I did this week. That's um, really cool. Was that part of your your job? Um, Kind of. More just, it was there. And I was like, can I have a ride over to like this <laughs> other building? They're like, sure. And I'm like, yes. That's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a ski patrol guy. And he had parked. And I had to go um, to the building way at um, on the other side of the hill, and it was, again, four degrees, and oh, yeah. I didn't want to walk. And so I was like, hey, um, where are you headed? He was like, I'm close by where I was going. And I was like, can I have a ride? He's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I now, now I want to drive one. What about you? Did you do anything new or exciting? I did. I, I went to a Diwali thing uh, the other day, hmm. which is going to kind of date when we're doing this podcast recording, but that's all right. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was in in a shopping mall. It was the called the Great Indian Diwali Festival 2021, and it was really cool. They had all sorts. It was kind of a, a big festival market set up, and pretty much every Indian restaurant in Bangkok had a stall. It was a big like food festival. It was so fun. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, they were they all set up like hundreds of these food stalls, and I just went and I wandered around. I tried a bunch of great food. I tried some really good prawn biryani and. Some samosas and some masala tea. Yeah, there's like dancing and live music and uh, everyone was wearing their saris and it was just really cool. It was a, a lot of fun. I know very little about Indian culture. Yeah. Very little. Yeah, me too. There's a really good Indian place like 500 feet away from my apartment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now I'm like, hmm, when do they close? Do you want to shout them out? What's the name of the restaurant? It is Curry, the letter N, Kebab. Curry in Kebab. They're inexpensive. They're open until 9.30, so we'll see. <laughs> are, you, are you in the mood for some Indian now? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I already ate dinner, though, so. <laughs> but, you know, some samosas would be You've good. already had one, but what about second dinner? Hey, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you'll eat dinner, and then you like go out for drinks or something, and then you're like, hmm. I live like a hobbit more than I would like to admit. And they had a good life. Hobbits had a good thing going for them. They did. There were judgmental people, though. 
They they were very xenophobic, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yeah. And all the all the like female hobbits were named like Daffodil and Daisy and things like that, and all the all the male hobbits were named like Chungus and Dungus. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody mistrusted Bilbo because he took a vacation one time. Oh yeah, and he made friends with dwarves, which were you know. Someone tell me the difference between dwarves and hobbits. <laughs> Beards and I guess craftsmanship we could probably get on a very long tangent on the lord of the rings and (laughs) i love that i love it so much but anyway that's not today's episode about today's episode we did miss a holiday episode which is unfortunate we missed our halloween episode Mm -hmm. which i really like our halloween episodes me too me too. We've been doing them for this. Is this would have been our third year doing it, and uh, mm-hmm. and we just missed it. Yeah. So we're just going to have a short little little chat about some of the spooky things that have happened to mm-hmm. us, and then we'll move on to the next subject. This will kind of be like a this is going to be a half and half kind of episode. Yeah. Or third and third. I actually did something for Halloween specifically for our podcast. Did you? I did. Awesome. There's a very famous Thai ghost story. And if you want to hear it, ladies and gentlemen, I think I told it in our uh, Ear Goggles podcast last year on Halloween about a woman named Maynak who, like a hundred years ago, her husband was off at war and she died in childbirth. But when he came home, he was none the wiser and she was just there with the kid. She was a ghost. And um, eventually he figured out that she was a ghost. And once he discovered that she was, she became quite angry and quite vengeful. And he had to run to this nearby temple and get the monk to like convince her to depart to the next life. Essentially you can listen to the episode last year. So actually I, I went all the way out to that temple. It's kind of on the outskirts of town way f- away from where I live. They have a shrine to her, the Maynock shrine where people will go and pray for good luck or for love or for like fertility or, or whatever. It was quite interesting. It was not really very spooky. It was a beautiful sunny day. But uh, it was interesting to see it. And so I went out there to do a little bit of research. And I'll put the pictures on our website, AttemptAdventure.com. So I did do that for Halloween, specifically for our podcast. What about you? Did you do anything fun for Halloween? I did not do anything for Halloween. I am upset about that. But I worked. I mean, (laughs) but I have had some very spooky experiences in my life that I would like to share a little bit. The first spooky sort of story is... When I was at Boy Scout camp, spooky things happen in Boy Scout camps. I don't know why, but they really do. We were up in the mountains, and, you know, normally the woods don't scare me. Yeah. You know, the woods are noisy. There's weird things going on all the time. But as long as you remember that very little in those woods will actually wants anything to do with you, mm-hmm. it's okay. But that doesn't keep it from being really creepy sometimes. And this happened several nights in a row. I was laying in my tent, and then there was just this this scream from, like, sort of where, where our campfire was. Just this horrible, horrible scream, and it went on for about a minute or so, and then it stopped. And, of course, no one's leaving the tent. No, nobody. Everyone's like, nope, not, not touching that one. <laughs> right. And so, eventually, you forget about it, and you go back to sleep. So, that was one night, and it happened again the next night, and... We sort of were talking amongst ourselves, and we decided that if it happened again, we were just going to all sort of just, like, burst out of the tent and see what happened. It's bold. (laughs) 
And so again, the next night it did happen and we gathered up our courage and we just sort of opened the tent really quick and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Of course, that's scarier than anything. <laughs> it's when there's nothing there. And then, your, then your imagination gets to run wild. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know that it's most likely a fox. Yeah. A, um, a female fox, they make horrible, horrible sounds. It could have been a fox or a bobcat, something like that. They, they make horrible sounds, even deer. But when we open the tent, there's nothing there. We didn't sleep at all. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. Then the next day, we looked around, couldn't find really anything. And it didn't happen again one time we were there. When you can't find anything, eh, who knows? And I, I don't think I would go back there again. <laughs> right. It's that awful, like, primal fear. As humans, we suppress the um, monkey side of our brain pretty good. Yeah. But when something like that happens, that just switches on. And you get, you get your primal monkey brain going, and it, it wants nothing to do with anything. The story is probably not nearly as scary as, like, it was. Well, being there, I'm sure, was... Oh, man. Have you heard, like, a fox scream? I have. I mean, not in real it life. Sounds like, it sounds like someone being murdered. <laughs> it's awful. Same with um, mountain lions. Mountain lions make some of the worst sounds I've ever heard. I mean, if it, if it was a mountain lion, that's just as scary. <laughs> I know, that's worse almost. I'd rather be a ghost. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like goat man or something. I don't know. You want to tell one? We could switch off for a few times. Yeah, I do. Um, actually, because as you were talking, I actually remembered that way, way months ago when I recorded the episode with my brother, we got off topic and I talked to him about an event that happened to us, both of us together. And I'm going to actually splice that conversation in here. It's maybe three or four minute conversation of us talking about it. But I will tell my side of the story first and then I'll let him tell what he remembers. So he and I had gone camping when I was in college. He was in like middle school. He's seven years younger than I am. And it was great. We were having a good time. We were sitting out by the fire. It was a little bit chilly. And... We're getting ready to go to bed, and I heard these footsteps, these kind of long, shuffling footsteps. It didn't sound like an animal walking in the woods, but it sounded like someone dragging their feet through fallen leaves. And, like, instantly, all of the hairs on my neck stood up. It was really spooky because there's, again, it's primal. You don't really... Humans, yeah, you can't control it at all. You can't control that at all. And, and so I turned on my flashlight and looked in the woods. I could see, I couldn't see more than past the tree line at all. But as soon as I turned the light on, whatever it was stopped. And again, it was most likely an animal, but it sounded so bipedal that I really was on the verge of panicking. But my mm-hmm. brother was there and he was little and I didn't want to scare him. So I just kind of got us off to bed and into the tent. Um, and I barely slept that night at all. And the next morning I went out there and I kind of walked back behind our campsite into the woods, just a, a couple yards like it looked like somebody had been shuffling their feet or dragging their feet through these leaves, like like fallen leaves. It just didn't look like an animal, and it freaked me out so much. Uh, it went on for a long time. I don't know if somebody was back there lurking in the woods. I don't know if it was an animal. I never talked to him, him about it until a couple months ago. Um, but here you can hear his take on the story here. This is actually the first time that he and I have ever talked about this because I never brought it up to him because I didn't want to scare him. But it really reminded me of that time that you and I went camping in the winter and we heard those creepy footsteps in the night. You and I have never talked about that, have we? I remember you like tried to play it cool. I mean, I don't know how old I was, 15 or something. I was in college, so you were seven years younger than me, whatever that was. Yes, I was pretty young, 12, 13, yeah. So 
Let's tell the story because this is a bit off topic, but we can get back to your trip. Let's talk about this story because okay, it's it's a great story. So what? tell me from your perspective what you remember from that night. So back in college, I had picked Kyle up for a weekend and we went camping, just a, a bros trip to go camping. Yeah. I remember that it was really cold, that there was nobody there but us. It was January. There was nobody there but us. I mean, there was a few people, but they were like way far away. There were all these empty camp plots. We thought we were doing a, a great job by kind of getting away from everybody. We were completely isolated. Yeah, but it was really cold. And the day was very fun, though. We had a very, we just hung out by the fire, drank a lot of coffee. I remember that a lot of, it was like the first mm-hmm. time I had instant coffee and we drank like the Swiss Miss or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. In those little square tins. Uh-huh, that's right. And at night, though, it got really cold and dark. So we just went to bed. And we're in the tent, and I guess we're talking a lot because it's too early to sleep. And what we we hear like footsteps. See, I don't, I don't think we were even in the tent. I think we were still sitting by the fire when we suddenly heard this noise from the woods, like a uh, footsteps. And I think I decided, okay, let's go to bed because I, I think I peered into there with a flashlight and I saw nothing. If you remember, they weren't just regular footsteps, and it just sounded like somebody was shuffling, like shuffling through the fallen leaves. Is that what you remember too? It's been a long time and maybe you heard something I did and you were trying to like protect me from it since I was quite young. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it was a human or an animal or something else. But Well, okay. Here's the part that I've never told you. I looked, I got my flashlight and I looked back there and I had goosebumps all over because I was like, what if I see someone back there? Like, what am I going to do? That's horrifying. Oh, God. Saw nobody. We just went to bed. We got in the tent and obviously we weren't murdered because we're talking here today. The next morning, I went back there and I looked and I saw footprints and they were not footprints of a deer. It looked like somebody had been shuffling. I saw like two tracks of like somebody's feet dragging their feet through the undergrowth. What if it was just like a Boy Scout who was like... Probably was, but it's still creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. And I, I feel like we would hear it and then we would talk and it would stop. And then it would stop. Yeah. And when we shined the flashlight back there, it stopped. Like when we were actually looking for whoever or whatever was back there, well, it stopped. Yeah, thank God we did not get murdered. That's so funny. I'm glad you brought that up because you, yeah, you and I had never talked about that again. That's really, um, really funny. But you also didn't get murdered at the Sea of Galilee, which is nice. Uh, It's always a pleasant thing, yes. To this day, I can't uh, imagine what it could have been. Hopefully an animal. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit about that weird primal reaction that humans have. Because humans do not have much instinct. No, (laughs) we're terrible at surviving. We do not have much instinct left. (laughs) <laughs> we it's why we have such long childhoods that's why everything else we have to learn everything but fear and that that fight or flight response is such a crazy feeling and what people also don't talk about is there's fight there's flight but there's also freeze like humans have the same fear response as like a rabbit <laughs> and a deer first move is to freeze completely mm-hmm. and that's when fight or flight comes in most people i think i don't know have you ever been in a situation where you've had to test that response not genuinely no i haven't no me neither and i've gotten to the freeze response sure yeah that's when you hear something 
in the woods. <laughs> yeah, and you you freeze. That was me. That was me with my flashlight. You almost don't want to turn your flashlight on. I was like, what if I see something? That's worse. What if there's a guy back there? What do I actually do? And I just turn my flashlight yeah. on, and he's just like staring at me. Like I don't know. <laughs> I saw nothing. But it was like, oh, I'm, oh, I even have goosebumps just like thinking about that mm-hmm, moment right mm-hmm. now. It freaked me out so much. <laughs> Humans view light as safety. But electric light does not have near the same, like, oh, I'm going to go turn the lantern on. I'm scared. Like, what's that going to do? <laughs> right. Especially if it's like a fluorescent bulb. Like, that doesn't feel good at all. It feels worse. Yeah, if it's like an like a white LED lantern, it feels worse. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're kind of like this is awful. Well, cause it looks like the like stills from the Blair Witch Project, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the woods lit up by like a really cheap LED. It's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so much worse. I've seen video of someone whose flashlight died, and they had a video camera, mm-hmm. like an infrared camera. Oh yeah. And they were having to find their way with the infrared. <laughs> Terrible. And I'm like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I might as well just die at that point because I'm going to like dig a hole and like cover myself in dirt because that sounds better. Like the first night of Minecraft. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Which is a terrifying night, by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's surprisingly kind of a scary is- game. It, it really can be. <laughs> <laughs> you dig a hole into a cliff and you you sort of just wall yourself up for daylight like the cask of amontillado and you would just wait till morning <laughs> that's kind of what humans do yeah you know and there's we something kind of do there's something too humans can tell like if somebody is watching them humans can tell when mm-hmm. they're on them i think there's a lot of things that we maybe don't understand yet about the human mind and perception is one of those things. I think there's so much that we can perceive that we are not aware of as well. So if you're in the woods and something is watching you, you you know it, you know, even if you can't see it. I, I don't understand how that is. I don't know, but. Yeah, you can tell typically if you're in a situation that is banned, mm-hmm. you, you can typically get a feeling. You're like, I shouldn't be here right now. Like, it's it's a weird... I guess you're perceiving micro changes in people's behaviors, or mi- you're probably... You are perceiving things, but you're just... Mm-hmm. Your conscious brain can't process it. I want more research into the unconscious brain. It's, I mean, it's it's really hard to study, but, but it's things like that. It's things like, you know, the reflexes that we have, or how can you perceive things that because i mean you can tell when someone's watching like you said you could tell when someone's watching you without ever seeing them anyway what do you what do you got next well i was going to ask have you ever had any scary moments or spooky moments while traveling on any of your travels besides something out in the woods but just like when you've been abroad or even just on the road i know we didn't prepare for this i have a guy got a couple okay i was at a family reunion for my wife's step family and we were staying at um one of their houses just this old house which is already creepy i don't like old houses <laughs> um so the day goes great you know there's a barbecue we're bringing mm-hmm. out everything then it's time to go to sleep and we go into the room that they're like oh you can sleep in this room and we go in there and there's one air mattress in the middle of the room and each wall has like, it's one of those rooms where you got like crosses all around. You know what I'm talking about? 
And then on one wall, there was a picture of Michael the Archangel. <laughs> okay, okay. One, they're Catholic, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Creepy, when you know what Michael the Archangel is used for. <laughs> um, Vanquishing like Satan. To keep, <laughs> yeah, and like evil spirits and things like that. <laughs> right. But so we're in there. I'm like, oh, that's a little creepy, but whatever. So we lay down to go to bed, and there's a knock at the door, just like a knock, knock, knock. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm not answering that. We're going to sleep. It happens again. We're like, okay, fine, fine, whatever. We open the door, nothing. We're like, okay, could be the wind, could be a creaky house, who knows. Close the door and trying to get back to sleep again. Same thing. Knock, knock, knock. Open the door again, nothing. Yeah. Now, now it's starting to get a little, I don't like it anymore. Right, it's definitely not someone from the family that, like, forgot to tell you something. Yes. So, at this point, we turn the light on. Because, you know, light. <laughs> Ghosts can't come into a room that's lit. That's crazy. <laughs> We're laying down. I'm like, all right, whatever. Just, just gotta get through the night. Then, knock, knock, knock. Then it comes back louder. Knock, knock, knock. And at this point, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm white. I'm not go hunting ghosts white. <laughs> right. I won't do it. There are certain things I don't mess with. And the supernatural is one of them simply because I don't know. I'm, I'll am i go skiing and scuba diving white, not let's explore this abandoned asylum white. They're very different. <laughs> and so at this point, we call another one of our relatives. We're like, hey, can we, can we come stay at your house? And as we're packing up to go, we told her, her sister, and she had talked to us and gone back up to where she was sleeping. And then we were... Packing up our stuff and then knock, knock, knock. And we we like, okay, it's 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 our sister. Open the door. Nothing. And I, we, we went and waited outside after that. We're like, nope. <laughs> we asked about it. And we're like, was anyone walking around? Was anybody doing anything? They're like, no. Ugh. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. But it's one of those things where I have zero explanation. Zero. If it happened once... You write it off. Happens a couple times. You're like, ah, it's weird, but it could still be house creaking. Could be anything. When it happens, all and I'm talking like it wasn't, and it was the same every time. Yeah. Just the the three knocks, just knock, 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 like like you would hit the door with your knuckle. But all I don't know is I I don't want nothing to do with it that or the house or. And I told her I was like I will never go back there ever. Just in case. I'll hang out outside. I will not. <laughs> Bring your tent. Sleep outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's better. Yeah. I'd rather be alone in the woods. Because at least in the woods, I'm like, all right, well, if I die, I'm, I'm in the woods. What do I expect? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hopefully some, like, mountain lion kind of good meal or something. But, like, I can accept that logically. <laughs> Right. Like, if I'm camping and a bear gets me, then, well, look at that. A bear got me. <laughs> but if you're, like, in a relative's house and a ghost gets you. Yeah, what am I going to do? No. If a bear gets me, I'm at the very least, if I if I make it out, I'm like, okay, well, it's a bear. Like, right. I can't do it. 
if a if if you survive a ghost attack, your entire like perception of the universe is shattered. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what do you do with that? You, what you can't get away from them. If you're terrified of bears, just don't go where bears live. Right, right. You know, like, go live in a skyscraper in Manhattan. There's never been a bear there. (laughs) And if I don't make it out, know that in the end, I knew what got me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) No, I'm always a bear. If if a ghost gets me, what am I going to (laughs) do? If I die, if, if if I make it out again, like, my entire perception of everything is completely shattered. I'm never going to be sane again. If yeah, I would much rather get eaten by a bear or a mountain lion. You can't you can't fight a ghost. Like what do I do? Like I guess I should watch Ghost Hunters and see what they do. I wouldn't go hunting ghosts. Like what are you hmm. going to do if you find one? Seriously, like yeah, if you like, <laughs> like they never find one. But what if they did? They've what would never they do? found. Yeah, there's entire shows dedicated to that to hunting ghosts but again yeah if they found one what do you do at that point yeah there was one i watched because some of those shows are arguably entertaining oh, i do are. enjoy them. oh you know i love the buzzfeed ones the buzzfeed unsolved ghost hunting oh they're so good they're so good um but there was one where they went into this asylum and they of course they always split up oh yeah and there's one guy and he's down like in the old morgue Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what's, you know what I think I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna get into one of the, like the those the morgue cabinets, those things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And he got it, in and he like closed himself in it. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you are. I wouldn't do that at a regular hospital, much less an abandoned. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that just in general. <laughs> like, and this is one of those old morgues that has like the big crematorium and everything else. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I'm like, this, that's the. How what? Who did you piss off to the director? Be like, all right, you're the one spending the night in the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> this turned into a weird, um, deep discussion about the human fear. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> Happy Halloween! We're going to talk about the human's fear response. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a little late for Halloween, but if you do have a spooky story, write in anyway. A scary story of your travels. It doesn't have to be paranormal. It could just be something scary that's happened to you while you were on an adventure. But write in. We would love to hear it, and we'll definitely talk about it. Hello at AttemptAdventure.com. Subject line, spooky or scary or story or whatever you want. It doesn't matter. We'll read them all. <laughs> we will. I don't like horror movies no, at all. No. But I like reading like spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's because I don't have to see it. I don't know. My wife loves them. Loves them. And I can't. And it's not necessarily because they're inherently like scary. It's just... I don't know. Well, it's like some people really love roller coasters. Because they get that adrenaline. Some people don't like it for the same reason. Like, it's just not fun for them. See, I like adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's but it's not. But that's not. I'm comparing it, not saying it's from the adrenaline. Some people like the the fear mm. that they get from a horror movie. Some people don't enjoy it. Personally, I don't either. I don't enjoy it. I don't like being spooked. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy the feeling of fear. No, at all. no. But I guess. I mean, it's. I think what the the thing is probably because I've been to a couple haunted houses that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. But there, it's haunted houses are safe. Ultimately, you know, that like you, I know that it's safe. Yeah. Not, you're not going like, to, it's meant to be something that you can enjoy, but you know that it's a controlled environment still. And it, and it is more an adrenaline thing than a fear thing at, 
at haunted houses. It's more a, and I like adrenaline. Right. Yeah. But I don't get that from horror movies. I don't get any of that. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Please send us your spooky stories. We will read them and enjoy them. And if there's a really good one, we'll still read it because. Every day is Halloween. It's Halloween somewhere. I don't think that's how that works. Except in Halloween Town. What is your what are your thoughts on we can talk about this because it's both a Halloween and a Christmas movie. What are your thoughts on Nightmare Before Christmas? You know, people it has such a big cult following. I think it's a fine movie. I'm not some people are crazy about it. Some people are just obsessed with it. I don't get it. I, I think it's a fine movie. It's an alright movie. I enjoy it. I enjoy it because I think Tim Burton is very good with the like claymation things. I don't get the obsession. It's it's fine. Like I thought Corpse Bride was better. <laughs> Corpse Bride's way better than Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. It's got a better story. Everything. Alrighty. And so we talked a little bit about outside and camping and things like that. And that sort of transitions us directly into our second topic of the day, which is camping in Thailand. Well, but before we get into that, James, mm. also on the topic of camping... We never talked about our August-September challenge that we issued either, which was to go camping. And I know, I know, guys, I know, listeners, we are so behind on everything. We are trying our best to get caught up. We need a producer. If anyone wants to be a producer, uh, an unpaid (laughs) intern. (laughs) (laughs) That was about to be like for free. (laughs) No, but seriously, um, let's let's talk about that real quick, and then we can talk about camping in Thailand. What, What did you do for your monthly challenge? How did you enjoy camping i set up my my little one person tent good yeah in in my living room did you okay cool i i could not get away i kept planning and planning and planning and i could not make it happen and you know call it cheating but it's not cheating actually the original the original prompt was to go camping in your living room that was actually what the prompt Mm -hmm. was and that is what i did was it comfortable (laughs) it's camping ever not really, but you enjoy it. It's the one time you like don't look forward to going to bed. Anyway, so that is what I did. What did you do? I, I went camping a couple times. I spent a couple nights out in the woods when I was back home in the U.S. I did uh, one night at Dinosaur Valley State Park. did one night at Enchanted Rock State Natural Area, and I did one night at Guadalupe River State Park. They were all great. Really fun. Did a lot of great cooking. Outside, I did some of the recipes that we talked about in our camp cooking episode. I made trail burgers. I made those muffins in the oranges that you recommended. Um, uh, were they good? They were really good. Yeah, it worked perfectly. Oh, good. It was great. Did you have cobbler? Uh, I didn't because it was, well, it was just me and my wife. And she doesn't eat all that much. And James, if you and I couldn't eat a whole cobbler between the two of us, there's no way that my that's wife fair. and I would be able to eat a cobbler. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been real camping in a long time. I miss it. But you've been camping in Thailand twice, several times, and I'm intrigued by it because I don't think of that camping as like a big thing elsewhere. Well, it became a lot bigger during COVID, and that's kind of how I got back into it. The first time we went camping was last October 2020, and it was kind of a very last minute thing. We were planning a trip down to this town kind of near the beach, and my wife just texted me the day before and she was like, hey, do you want to go camping? And I was like, fine, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I just ran to the Big C, which is kind of our Walmart. I bought the cheapest tent. I just bought the cheapest, like, I spent like $30 and just got the cheapo version of everything. And we went out and it was it was great. And then um, 
it rained on us. The tent wasn't very good. So that night, as we were hunkering down and trying to stay dry, we got online and we started buying camping gear online. And so the second time we went camping last Christmas was really nice. We had really good gear by that point. And now we've got our good camping gear and we can go. Awesome. But it's becoming quite popular in Thailand. So I think what a lot of people don't know is that some something like, I want to say 20% of the land of of Thailand's land is managed by their National Park Service. Hmm. And th- those range from, you know, Khao Yai National Park, which is huge, kind of up in the mountains. There are maritime parks that are on the beach or on the islands, and they're all kind of these protected areas, but you can go camping at them. There's also provincial level forest parks, which are basically what we would call state parks. Mm. Um, they call them forest parks here. And camping is really great. In fact, you don't even really need your gear because you can just show up at a park. I mean, it's probably a better idea to call in advance, but you, they, they have gear that you can rent. They have tents and they have cots and they have cooking equipment and stuff that you can rent hmm. for just a couple dollars. Actually, you know, camping, at a national park is about 30 baht a night per person, which is about a dollar, a dollar a night per person. And it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I've been twice now. It's a very accessible thing here. The campsites have very good facilities with, you know, hot water showers, clean toilets. There's usually a, a shop where you can buy basic stuff, but they're, they also usually have kind of a made to order restaurant where you can get like basil chicken and <laughs> whatever, just a little, little lady who just cooks whatever you want right there, you know, at this little shop. I do love that about Thailand is that every place has like a little old lady, like making food for you. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a, it's really a really cool. great thing. Um, there's a ton of beautiful national parks in Thailand, wow. a way up North. One place I've always wanted to go that I haven't yet is Doi Intanon, which is the tallest mountain in Thailand. And it gets really cold up there and it's very popular in the winter. I've always wanted to go up there. Uh, you can wake up and yeah, see we- that sea of fog from the top. I wish we would have planned a little better. We could have camped in Erewhon. That would have been a lot of fun. I, th- I imagine that here in Thailand, if you're going to a very famous national park, it might be difficult. Maybe if you're trying to go to Khao Yai, maybe if you're trying to go to Erewhon or maybe like Doi Inton, might, you might want to get a reservation in advance. However, I've never had to. I've just shown up to national parks and national forests and just been like, hey, I want to camp. And it, it was great. So they didn't have like designated campsites either they just had kind of just an area and you could just pitch your tent wherever you want in that area as well yeah like that yeah and because i don't want to camp on like a slab i don't know no i hate that so it was it's it's really a lot of fun here i'm actually trying to get away if my wife can get some time off of work i'm hoping we can go camping again uh before the year is over but camping in thailand is a great way to to see a part of the country that you don't normally see you know yeah, most people don't even think about it. You go to Thailand for the beaches or the city. You don't go for nature. Um, but yeah, I mean, you and I have been to a couple national parks. How many have we been to? Mm-hmm. Two or three? How uh, two. Two. Okay. Sayo we went to Erewhon, which I cannot recommend enough. It's, um, Erewhon it's National Park is amazing. The hike up there is great. It's got this, it's got this seven-tiered waterfall, and you can hike all the way up that mountain that the waterfall comes down and there's like a stop at every tier. And if you want to, mm-hmm. you can go swimming. Now we didn't do that, but you can, but it's beautiful. And we only explored barely any of it. We spent a couple hours hiking up and then checking it out. And then we're on to the next place. I'm sending you a link here. You can have a look at some of okay. these, but, uh, but I mean, we didn't see very much of them 
And I think that it would be it would be very cool to camp because then you have a lot more time to explore and mm-hmm. do a lot more. So I'm, these are our 20 mm-hmm. mo- best national parks in Thailand. Khao Yai is number one. Air One's number three. Very nice. Air One's beautiful. Air One is one of my favorite places in Thailand. And I know they have elephants and tigers and it's beautiful. They have caves. That's cool. I like caves. I was thinking the other day, I really enjoy caves. I don't like mines. Do you know? I've never been in a mine. I don't know. I know they're very, like, when you're in them, it's like, eh, they're the same. But I don't know. Something about a mine is much more precarious. Like, natural caves don't collapse very often. Mines collapse all the time. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes you dig too greedily and too deep and awaken something in the darkness. Drums. Drums in the deep. <laughs> See, we, I knew we'd bring it back to Lord of the Rings somehow. See, and I've been to very few beaches. I've been to Thailand I mean, I don't think you've and... been to any of the national park or maritime parks either. No. Because you can camp on them. Like, there are a lot of beaches that are maritime parks that are islands, and you can just pitch your tent, again, like 30 baht a night, and just camp on the beach. See, these are beautiful. That's awesome. Thing. It's a really cool way to see the nature, which I think is something that is not as well-known because it's not as accessible in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Like, parks are not easy to get to. They're not. No, I mean, they're not. Like, you, you have to have a car, really. What I, I do want to hear about just our listeners. What's camping like where you are? Yeah. If you don't live in the U.S. or Thailand, write in and, and let us know about it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. And this week, it is my turn. I have got an article from BBC Travel called How Boredom Can Inspire Adventure. And that actually ties right into us because that's really how we started this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Humans can't stand being bored. Studies show we'll do just about anything to avoid it, from compulsive smartphone scrolling to giving ourselves electric shocks. And as emotions go, boredom is incredibly good at parting us from our money. Uh, We'll even try to buy our way out of the feeling with distractions like impulse shopping. But a much healthier way to deal with that is planning adventures. How has boredom inspired you to adventure, James? How has it gotten you out of a rut. I feel like half of what I do is to avoid boredom. Yeah. I mean, I do plan a lot. I plan a lot of adventures. I plan, I mean, I spent probably a month planning our Japan trip that will happen eventually. Planning that sort of rekindled a love of exploring. I I do. I do plan a lot, actually. Whether I'll ever actually get to do these things or not, I do really like planning adventures i've planned trips to everest i've planned you know all these sorts of things that hopefully will happen one day but maybe not Mm -hmm. but it it really is really good at sort of rekindling adventure spirit Mm -hmm. in you and that's really interesting because i would say that planning it can almost be more effective than actually doing it you know what we ought to do this this is an idea it's going to take some planning to make this work we should plan an adventure for the other person. Like I should plan an adventure for you. Okay. Like we give each other 48 hours, do an adventure and we can send each other an itinerary that they have to follow and, and and see where it leads and see what they do. This could require some work. That could be a fun idea. That could be something to try. That would be really fun. We can do that. Um, Yeah. Let's, let's start working on that. Yeah. Start planning. Let's work on that over the Christmas holiday. Like work on how to plan. Yes. What about you? What do you, 
do to escape boredom. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten harder and harder, actually, this mm-hmm. year, uh, especially just as I've, we've been locked down. And, and I'm kind of getting to a point where I've seen quite a lot of Bangkok. And I find myself, even when I venture further afield to the more uh, lesser known neighborhoods, I find it harder to find places I haven't been before. And I find it harder to find new things. You know, obviously this podcast is something that really does help. You know, like this podcast has helped me escape boredom because it forces me to do something new every week, right? Like I mm-hmm. went to that Diwali festival because I knew I needed to do something new this week. Otherwise, I might not have made the trek all the way out there. I had to go all the way out to the river. I had to take the boat across the river to to Tonbury and then uh, go to uh, the big shopping mall over there to get there. And it took about an hour or more to get out there. But it was worth it. So having this podcast as a way that forces me to do something adventurous each week <laughs> has been really good. Uh, but planning trips also, yeah, planning our Japan trip, like if they ever open their borders again, um, <laughs> planning that Japan trip has been really exciting. And it's a good thing. Like, I think it's good to feel excited about something like that, even if you can't do it right now. And I agree with that. And I agree with this article about how boredom can spur you on to adventure. Yeah. and. Planning adventures is way better than, like you say, impulse shopping, which mm-hmm. I've been guilty of. Yeah. All that stuff, all the negative things that can come from boredom. Mm-hmm. And it's almost just, it's better to channel it. You channel boredom because, I mean, we've all been there sitting there scrolling through the same five things on our smartphone. I mean, every day. Mm-hmm. It's just a distraction. And I need to get better about channeling boredom into something more worthwhile. I'm, I'm not an artist. Wish yeah. I was. Yeah. But I'm not. But there are plenty of ways to channel that, channel the energy of boredom into doing things for this podcast, doing things mm-hmm. for I need to get back into my videography and things like that. Stuff that I've just been put on the back burner. You know, I have all the equipment, I just need to do it. Yeah. I think that that is a valuable use of time to create something. I always feel better when I am planning and doing something productive, but sometimes it's hard to do that. You ought to start planning a trip to Thailand. The borders have opened now as of this month. I I do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Plan a camping trip. Plan a trip here. Plan a trip up to like Doi yes. or check out what national parks you want to see. And uh, we'll get there. It's been really a bummer. You know, these last two years are the two years that I'm working online. I was really hoping to have lots of guests because I have so much time. <laughs> uh, I came three years in a row and I was honestly, I was planning on coming like every year. Yeah, yeah. We would um, welcome anytime. And then COVID and life. But I miss it up there. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Your support means the world to us. And we're back. Yeah. We are back again. You can reach us directly. Hello at attemptadventure.com. Send us anything you want. Send us episode ideas. Send us your stories. Pictures, videos. Do you want to be a guest? Do you know somebody that would make a good guest? Mm-hmm. Just just get in contact with us. You can also visit our website, www.attemptadventure.com. There you can find blog posts, videos, all the episodes, little blurbs about the two of us. If mm-hmm. you want to know a little more information about the two of us, uh, links directly to our Instagram, to our YouTube channel, which... We'll be back up and running. Yeah. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Please leave us a review. It helps a lot in getting us out there, getting us noticed. And as we get to the end of the year, I want to propose, James, maybe no monthly challenges 
until New Year's because life is going to be busy for us, it's busy for our listeners, and I just don't know if people would have time to do any challenges by the end of December. So what if we just say definitely no monthly challenge this month, have adventures, do your thing, and we'll be back in January with more monthly challenges with season two, which actually I'm very excited about. I feel like season two is going to be really cool because we have some ideas of things mm-hmm. we wanted to implement for season two. You know, if you have any ideas for how the podcast, mm-hmm. anything you want to see, anything that any changes you want to see, oh yeah, definitely let us know. We, we are adapting and changing and improving however we can, and we want to make the best content that we possibly oh, yeah. can. And we've really appreciated the feedback that we've gotten already. It's been great. Mm-hmm. Again, I also want to thank you to send a big thank you to all our previous guests. If you're listening, we really do appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to be on again, all you got to do is let us know and we will gladly have you on again. Yeah. Again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you all again next week. Until next time. Keep adventuring. <laughs>